and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Happy Mother's Day to all of our beautiful women. And uh, I thought I'd share a little story before I start my message this morning, just in case you blokes were feeling a bit left out this morning and wishing that you were a female this morning. One of those female moments this week that you blokes just unfortunately will never be able to go through. So Thursday, I was at the church here and I had to take Raquel home to her place over in Outlook. So we start driving out of the church. I get 100 metres down Beckman's Road and my beautiful state of pregnancy decides to kick in and I said to Raquel, I'm sorry, I have to pull over. So I pull over to the side of the road. There goes breakfast in 30 seconds flat. Bizarrely, someone decides to pull off the road behind me in a car and watch the whole thing happen, which I just did not get. But anyway... Jump back in the car, carry on, drop Raquel off at um, off Outlook and um, decide, I think I need some crackers and some ginger beer. So pull into Outlook shops, walk into the shops, mm, still not feeling so great. Yep, really not feeling so great. Walk out of Outlook shops, there's a beautiful little garden on the side. Proceed to throw up something that was obviously past breakfast in the garden there. Anyway, there's these two young guys, probably about 20-ish, sitting at a table outside of, outside of the shops there. One guy decides to come over and says to me, are you all right? And I said, yeah, yeah. He said, you had a bit of a rough night last night, did you? <laughs> I didn't know quite how to respond in that moment. Feeling my age, my state, I said, oh, actually, I'm pregnant. And he goes, oh, Really? Well, I don't really know much about that, but here, would you like some water? (laughs) So my knight in shining armour then proceeded to try and sell me a $60 raffle ticket when I came to give this water back. I said, look, unfortunately, I'm not feeling the best right now. Now's probably not the time to have that conversation with me. So just in case you guys were feeling really jealous of us girls the joys of the many moments that we get to go through, humiliating, the whole world gets to see it all. (coughs) One day Josh is convinced that I'm actually going to write a story about all the glamorous places that I've been able to vomit. So it's not pretty. So Josh is going to actually write the story. So he's actually forbidden for telling those stories on this platform. That's the unforgivable sin, just so you know. So (laughs) they're only allowed to come out if I share them. So, But anyway, Mother's Day. So as Josh said, I believe that a mother isn't actually defined by one who gives birth to a child but rather a woman choosing to be present and shape the life of someone else. She was created female in the image of God and therefore carries his nature as nurturer, caregiver, protector and source of godly wisdom. All that she was created to be, she brings into your life 
And you are who you are because of this woman. Like Esther, she is courageous. Like Hannah, she cries out to God and gives him her all. Like Ruth, she understands that God is still there when all else is gone. Like Mary, her faith goes before her and she can say, let it be to me according to your word. Like the woman at the well, she perceives the presence of God. Like Mary and Martha, she wrestles serving him and sitting at her feet. So today, I don't just speak to the ones that have given birth. I speak to all you incredible women out there that have chosen to be present and bring that in somebody else's life. But also to you amazing men that will one day marry a godly woman, that are fathers that are raising these incredible godly women. Each and every one of us in this place is touched by an incredible woman. I'll admit that I wrestled with writing today's message. I was sharing it with some friends during the week because I was actually meant to preach three weeks ago and I wasn't feeling well, so I put it off and then I put it off the next week. So then when this week came, I said to Josh, I'm so not putting it off again, it's happening. And uh, Mother's Day, I kind of, I, I was wrestling with the whole, you know, need to bring a nice flowery, inspirational, lovey kind of message. It's really not me. So next year we'll find someone to bring that message on Mother's Day and it won't be me. But um, I love that God turns up in spite of that and that he gives you a burden and he places something on your heart. So I have to trust what God's given me for this morning and that even though it's not that flowery, inspirational message that I did want, uh, that it's him behind it all at the end of the day. So I believe that the enemy is on a mission to take out the most influential and important job on the planet, being a mother. If you think of all of your big action movies, the enemy in those movies knows what to target, what source, where to go to wipe out humanity. If they can infect or influence the water source, humanity doesn't survive. If they can infect or influence the, the oxygen or the air conditioning or whatever it may be, polluting our air, then humanity doesn't survive. The enemy in those movies knows exactly where the weakest link is and knows exactly where to go. And I believe that our enemy is exactly the same. I believe that he knows where to go to cripple and influence the next generation coming through. If he can kill humanity, then he can actually take out the next generation. And if he can't take them out, then he actually wants to make sure that the life they live is very broken and insignificant. Do you know there's abortion clinics on the Sunshine Coast? In our backyard, there's broken women that believe that they don't have a hope, that are resorting to having to go to those places and end a life. It's not those women. It's not their decision. It's the enemy behind them that's making them believe that that's the only decision that they have to make. So the enemy is rampant in this area. But if he can't get us as women into those abortion clinics, then he'll try whatever he can to maim and lame us. 
that's the worst of it. But if he can't, then he will impact us mothers so that we impact every single child that's born. And so what he does is he sows a little mother guilt here. And he sows a little bit of anxiety there. And he sows a bit of judgment here and a little bit of depression here. And the list goes on and on. Because what the enemy knows is that if he can cripple us, then we're going to cripple the next generation coming through. Because what chance do our children have if we're not raising them in the things of God? Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Both male and female, he created them. I love, we did a, um, a book club a little while ago, Lisa Bevere's uh, Without Rival book. And she says in that, that God knew that you would represent and relate to him best as a daughter. This is the very reason why he chose female for your gender. Before that moment, I'd never actually really thought about the fact that before I was conceived, God actually thought, am I going to make Kristen male or female? What aspect of me do I want her to bring to the world? Isn't that incredible? Your gender wasn't chosen by your parents wasn't chosen by your chromosomes or your DNA or whatever it was. It was chosen by a loving God that knitted you together in your mother's womb, that breathed life into you and said, Dwayne Potter, you're going to be male. Because made male, you represent me in the best way. Belinda Leake, you're going to be female because made us female You shine and you glorify the image of God like no male in you ever could. I love that. God chose each and every one of us to be that. So for us girls, we were created female for a reason. And being created female, we were actually created in his image. This means that we capture a specific aspect of God, like I said, Both male and female were made in his image. So both are very different, as we know. And both represent some very different aspects of God that the other doesn't have. I believe that God needs both men and women to bring cohesion together to be able to bring a greater representation of who he truly is. At the end of the day, no male here in its entirety can represent the fullness of who God is. No female here can represent in entirety who God is. But together, we actually have a chance of representing the awesomeness of the God that actually created us. I think that that's incredible. That's his perfect design. His perfect design, male and female, united and brought together. So much so why the enemy is constantly under attack. The sanctity of marriage. You know, what is marriage? Is it a man and a woman coming together? The enemy wants to destroy that. But God's perfect plan, male and female coming together, created in his image and representing him. I read this recently. 
We should never be pleased to dwell on a level of existence lower than that on which God has made it possible for us to dwell. We should strive to be the best that we can be, reach the highest levels we can reach. To do less is to be an unfaithful steward of the life entrusted to us. Isn't that incredible? We have a responsibility because of what God has placed inside each and every one of us. God is asking me to be the thing that he's created me to be. He's asking you to be the thing that he's created you to be. He's not asking you to be me and me to be you. He's not asking you to be anything that he didn't create you to be. If you were created female, he's asking you to be the best female you can possibly be. If you were created male, he's asking you to be the best male that he created you to be. So woman, mother, what is it that God has put inside you when he created you? Well, my quest actually took me to Proverbs because I discovered that Proverbs is actually a really good female-ish book. Now, Matt and I are going to have very interesting conversations after this morning. I just know. But in the book of Proverbs, wisdom is actually referred to as she. So that's one for us girls, hey? We sit here Sunday after Sunday hearing all of these messages to him and he. So this morning, we're going to hear about she wisdom and her. And it's pretty exciting, I think. So Proverbs 8 and verse 1, uh, sorry, Proverbs 1 and verse 8 says, My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. And Proverbs 6 and 20 says, My son, keep your father's command, and do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart, tie them around your neck. Now, when we think of mother and law, it probably conjures up some negative thoughts for most of us. We're thinking of nagging mum going on and on and on about all the things that she wants for us to do. So let me just throw this in there. So I would expand this to say, do not forsake the law of God or the wisdom of God that your mother brings. Does that sound a little bit better? Yep. So we can throw the whole nagging mother out of our head and actually think about the law of God or the wisdom of God when it comes to these verses. But I love, you know, these Proverbs are so similar and I think that God's really enforcing, you know, when he says things more than once, he's really trying to get his point across. And I think a really great example of this, as we all know, is uh, Proverbs 31. A mother being passed down to the child. And if you read this proverb, it goes on with saying, do not give your strength to women. There's a whole nother preach in that one. Don't even get me started on that. 
He's, uh, she says, don't be given to strong drink lest you forget the law and pervert justice. She says, open your mouth for the speechless. She says, judge righteously. Plead the cause of the poor and needy. And then, as we know, finding a virtuous woman, and this is what she looks like. I love that a whole chapter in Proverbs is actually the wisdom of a mother pouring out her heart to her child and saying, this, take this. If, if I can't give you anything else to take into the rest of your life, then tie these things around your neck. Bind them to your heart. Take them with you. Because in these words of wisdom, they will go with you for the rest of your life. In tasking us as women, as gatekeepers of the generation to come, God knew above all else that wisdom would be our greatest treasure that he could place inside each and every one of us. Proverbs says it's a beautiful ornament on your head or a chain around your neck. It's something to be marveled, something to show off, something to be treasured above all else. It's something of value that we're actually going to be passing down to the next generation. You know, it's, I love that it's, it's something that, that is actually on show as well. It's something that, that other people see, other people marvel on you, other people see it tied around your neck or, or on your head and actually go, wow, I want what you've got. I want what you've got. So, as a mother, I'm sitting at the dinner table having tonight's food war with Arabella. And I'm thinking, God, this is either shaping her or completely damaging her and she will never eat vegetables again for the rest of her life. And in that moment, I am praying for wisdom. I'm trying to impart my godly wisdom to a two-year-old. I could easily think at that point, do I really care if she eats those vegetables? And the answer is no. I really don't care in this moment right now. But one day, I'm going to be the mother of 16-year-old Arabella. And that scares the pants off me because it's more than likely that just like her mother, she's going to be sitting in the car with her 24-year-old boyfriend. Or perhaps not, because let's hope that her parents have more wisdom than my parents. Anyway, in that moment, she's going to be enjoying the feelings that are happening in and around about herself. She's going to be wrapped up in that moment. She's going to be thinking, man, this man is as handsome as my dad. How is that even possible? And in that moment, the wisdom that was imparted to two-year-old Arabella is going to come back. She's going to remember that those things that taste the best aren't necessarily the best for me. She's going to remember that if I eat my vegetables now, then that piece of chocolate is going to taste so much better down the track. Two-year-old Arabella needs to learn wisdom of self-control because 16-year-old Arabella 
is going to need the wisdom of self-control every day of her life. So, do I care today if Arabella eats her vegetables? Yes. And am I praying for wisdom each and every day? God, don't let me break her, please. But let this be wisdom imparted to her in this moment. I know that's a completely laughable and stupid example. But the point I'm trying to get across is that God is a generational God. He's a beautiful creator. He wants more than we could ever dream or imagine for his children. He wants a life of peace and rest for us. He has all the keys and all the wisdom for us to live a life for ourselves and for those around about us. He actually wants more than we can imagine. He actually wants that wisdom for us and to be passed on to the next generation. Proverbs 2 and verse 6 says, The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. James 1 and verse 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, then let him ask God, who gives it liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the ocean, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. The God of wisdom in us is what others around about are crying out for. It's what we ourselves are so desperately crying out for from the ones around about us. And you know what? We weren't created to do life on our own. And I think somewhere along the track, we actually figured that out. We actually figured out that God put more than one of us on this planet because he wants us to be in relationship with each other. But then we got a little bit skew if because then I saw the incredible wisdom in you. I saw that beautiful ornament on your head. I saw that beautiful necklace around you and I went, I want what she's got. So therefore, I have to become you. I have to look like you. I have to dress like you. I have to behave like you. I have to act like you. And we actually took it too far. Instead of going, share that wisdom with me. Impart that wisdom with me. Tell me. What, what are your secrets to raising children? What are your secrets to having a great marriage? How have you run a successful business? How have you stayed healthy? You know, share with me these secrets and let me take on the wisdom of those things. But I don't actually need to look like you. I don't need to become you in order to take on that wisdom. We need to have the courage to believe that we were created to carry the wisdom of God. And if we choose to do that, we can walk confidently into the future he created for us. No fear, no anxiety, no judgment, no comparison, no intimidation. Woman, you were created in the image of God for this time and this place. You were created to bring him glory, to show him off to humanity and to bring the wisdom of God to humanity. 
you know, my quest this week has, has shown me that that's God's greatest desire for us women. Whether we are biological mothers or not, he's placed inside of us the wisdom of God and the desire for more. Because I believe that when we wake up every morning, it's got to be the first cry on our lips, God, I need your wisdom for today. You know, in the different seasons of life, we don't have the luxury of spending an hour in the word and prayer in the morning. It doesn't happen. But what we can do before our feet hit the floor is, God, I need your wisdom today. And you say that you are my source of wisdom and that wisdom, when I ask for it, it will be mine. And he wants to give it to us. Because, ladies, we are the gateway to the next generation. We hold an incredible responsibility. We can't give this over. Men cannot take this from us. Yes, men play a very important role. And we'll talk about their role at Father's Day. But today we're talking about the importance of you incredible women and what you hold And I think sometimes we forget about that. Sometimes we downplay that. Sometimes we're so tired and over it that we actually forget that God is asking us again today to wake up and enter the battle. We don't have the choice to pull the covers over our head. We don't have the choice to go back to bed. It's not an option anymore. You were born female, which means you have to enter the war, each and every one of you. And you can't do it on your own. You can't do it without wisdom. God knows that. And so he's going to pour that into your life each and every day. So with that, we can walk with confidence. Because you know what? We can do anything. We can feel like rubbish and feel like we're dying, but get up here and speak to a group of people because that is how good God is. He shows up in the moment, in every moment of life. So whether it's getting your two-year-old to eat vegetables or whether it's talking to your 16-year-old about the beauty of their virtue and what they've got to give their future husband, God's wisdom is going to show up in every single instance. Can I get the band to jump up? It's too important. And you know what? I think about all the incredible women in my life who weren't my mother not my biological mother, but spoke the wisdom of God, even now. You know, Linda Staley, she is my mother. She speaks wisdom into my life continually. Mrs. Fuller, she is my mother. She speaks the wisdom of God, the love of God into my life continually. You don't have to have had children of your own to be a mother. All you need to do is get on your face each and every day and go, God, your wisdom, I need it for today. Because this generation, they need it. There's a lot of this generation out there that don't have the amazing privilege of a God-fearing mother. And so they need each and every one of us to step into that gap, to pour the love of God into them, to give them a chance to actually show them that there's a God in heaven that loves them. But girls, we've got to get rid of all the rubbish that trips us up along the way. We've got to get rid of the mother guilt. 
We've got to get rid of the anxiety. We've got to get rid of the comparison. We've got to get rid of all of those things that try and shackle us and take us down. Because the enemy knows for most of you sitting in this place, he's not going to get you to the abortion clinic. He's not going to get you to terminate that life. So he's going to try and get you to damage that life. He's going to try and get you to stunt the growth of that life. He's going to try and get you to neglect that life. He's going to try and get you to be a poor example to that life. Whatever he can do, he wants to take out the next generation. And so we need to understand how real this is today. It's real for every single one of us. The responsibility is real today. And we don't get to lie that down. In every moment of every day, we need his wisdom. We can't raise a generation of incredible, God-loving, God-fearing, courageous children without it. And above all, this is the most important job that he's asked us to do. It's not the only job he's asked us to do. But it's the most important job that you can ever do, imparting the wisdom of God into somebody else, giving that gift over to them time and time again, every single day, whether you feel like it or not. It's his strength. He's our source. We don't have to have it in and of ourselves. We don't have to figure it out on our own. Because Proverbs says to bind it continually on our heart, to tie it around our neck, to wear it as a graceful ornament on our head. Let's grab for wisdom, girls. Let's grab it with all of our might. Let's let all the other things go. They don't matter. Let's let the cry of our heart each and every day as we wake up in the morning, God, your wisdom is what I need in this moment. When you're going into battle for your children or somebody else's children, God, your wisdom in this moment is what I need. It's what I need in this moment. We stand with me, church. Father God, right now, Lord, we stand as a family. And Father, we thank you for every single incredible God-fearing woman in this place today. Lord, and we stand and we pray for a hedge of protection around our women, Father God. Lord, we thank you that they were created in your image. We thank you that they were created for such a time as this. Lord, we thank you that they were created with your wisdom in them, Father God. Lord, we thank you that when they wake up and they ask for your wisdom every day, they will be granted with that request. Lord, we thank you that they are raising up a mighty generation. Lord, a generation that is not going to fear the things of this world, but they're going to walk triumphantly into a God-fearing destiny. Lord, that they're going to love you passionately. Lord, that they're going to be world shapers and changers. Lord, because of the mothers, because of the grandmothers that are on their knees each and every day, that are pouring out their heart to you, God, that are crying out to you for the ones, Father God. Lord, right now, we thank you for the ones that have walked away. 
Lord, and we stand with our family and we believe for them again, Father God. Lord, we thank you that you say that when we teach a generation, when we sow the goodness of God into them, it will not depart from them, Father God. Lord, so we claim that this day and we call them back into this place, Father God. Lord, that they will not depart from the things that they have learnt, that they will not depart, that the wisdom of God is sown on their heart. It's around their neck. It's on their head. God, they've got it all over them. And so we call them back in this day, Father God. (coughs) Father, we thank you for your daughters. Lord, today we stand against anything that would try and hold them back, anything that would try and keep them down, anything that would try and steal their voice. God, you're their strength, you're their source, you're their everything this day. God, we give you thanks and praise for every single one of them. And all the people of God said, Amen. Amen.